Hey, hey everyone, welcome to Home Energy Design 101. How to design a beautiful home and make sure it's energy aligned. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and I'm an interior designer and feng shui practitioner. And these combined skills have made me a floor plan reading expert. Energy design is like astrology for your home and life. Who doesn't want more of that? I believe in all things pretty, and my team and I do the best damn design in the country. But I'll help you create a beautiful design that is also energy aligned to help you get the home and life you've always dreamed of. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, hey everyone. This is Amanda, and I'd like to welcome you to Home Energy Design. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe on iTunes, or you can find out more information about us at our website at Gates Interior Design. Today's guest is none other than Cloda. She calls herself a designer. I made the mistake of calling her an interior designer, but she does many things, all including design or under the umbrella of design. What's so amazing about this designer is that Back in the 90s, when I was simultaneously learning feng shui and interior design, I could not figure out how to smush the two together. And yes, that's a technical term. So what I was finding is that people were hiring me for one or the other. And while it made sense to me to bring them together to get that design that's energy aligned, I was struggling to convey that message to my clients. And I couldn't figure out how the hell to get this business to work. And then that's when I discovered Cloda. This designer does everything from using sustainable materials. She incorporates biogeometry, biophilic design principles, feng shui, crystal healing, pendulum dowsing. I mean, she does it all to make sure that it is a true human experience and an experience for humans. It's this amazing environment that she creates that touches on all of the senses and all of the energy systems. And she was a trailblazer in these modalities when nobody else was doing it. It's becoming quite in vogue to do it now, but back in the 80s, nobody was doing this. And because of her, I knew that I would be able to smush these two things together and turn it into a business where I can create designs that are energy aligned. She was the one that changed everything for me. And that is why I am so excited to have her on the show today. Are you ready? Let's get started. Can you hear me? Hello, hello. it's Cloda. I can indeed. Awesome. Can you hear me, which is also important? Yes, I can. You're breaking up just a little bit, but I can hear you. I wonder if you shouldn't call me back if I'm breaking up. Well, just now when you spoke, it was fine. So it's like you okay. got to stick your thumb in the air and your toe out or something. <laughs> so where are you calling me from? I am in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, that sounds good. Yeah. So not quite as good. fancy and busy as New York, but it's pretty okay. <laughs> no. Well, and, and, and a fancy and busy is, is not always, it's, it's a kind of a one-note Johnny, you know? <laughs> Without a doubt. Well, I'm sitting on a chair in my workshop, and i um, happy to talk to you. Perfect. Well, 
I want to welcome everyone to the Home Energy Design Show. I have Cloda on today, which is a world-renowned interior designer, and I am a huge fan of. Welcome, Cloda, to the show. Thank you so much, but I do want to correct you on something. Oh, gosh. I'm not an interior designer. I'm a designer. A designer. Because so I, I design homes. I work on buildings, landscape, um, furniture, lighting. You, I believe uh, you call yourself an architectural inter interior designer. Is that correct? No, I just call myself a designer. Just a designer. I think it's easier because it's a kind of umbrella term which doesn't uh, make me specialize. And um, I find that special specialization is deadening in yeah. design and that each thing I do informs something else. Uh, so to be a, a designer is much easier than putting a tag on myself that I have to live up to. I love that. <laughs> That's Well, and you're absolutely right because... Uh, I didn't realize, I knew that you were an architect and, and did design, but it also, as we were doing further research on you, um, you're a photographer, writer, artist. I mean, you do a lot of things, so it probably is a, a nice umbrella to sit under with all that creativity. Exactly, exactly. I and, love uh, that. And I'm a free spirit. I'm a Libra. I'm an air sign. I don't like to be confined by anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting because um, I have a really great story back when I was in design school in the 90s. Um, I had a very surreal experience um, where how I came about with feng shui. And I remember when I graduated design school, to me, they they to me, they made sense feng shui and interior design. But I had a little bit of a split personality. I found that I was being hired for one or the other and, and not the two. And I thought, I'm never going to be able to make this work, and I'm never going to be able to make a living at this. And then I found you. And oh. <laughs> you were like my, you know, I was like, oh, my gosh, I can hear the angels singing. This woman has blended all of these amazing, beautiful things together um, and created environments, as you call, for human experiences. And it was because of you that I was able to mush the two together and create the business that I have today. So thank you for that. Oh, my goodness. I'm very, very happy to hear that to have, because my, my vision and mission in life is to make people's help, to make people's lives better through design, through communication, through helping towards giving people a boost up. That's my vision and mission. And I love that. So I, I want to go back a little bit to, you know, because you do so many amazing things as far as, you know, biogeometry, sustainable materials, biophilic design, feng shui, health. I mean, and the thing is, is that those are very in vogue things right now. But I mean, you were doing um, back in the day when it wasn't so well known and so popular and you were really blazing your own trail. So how did you come around to this information and, and start doing it? Um, in an era, in a time when nobody else was doing it? Well, I think maybe let's start at the beginning. Um, first, I have no formal training in anything except six weeks at a fashion pattern-making um, school in Dublin when I started my fashion business when I was 17. And I had a near-death experience. I fell off a horse and broke my back, and... Um, I was on my back for many, many months, and my my father had decided that I would go into um, 
Trinity College and become a professor of uh, classics and mathematics because I excelled in Latin and mathematics. And I was lying on my back. I wasn't allowed to move very much. And I got the Irish Times. And there was an ad in it that said, why not be a fashion designer? And I thought, well, why not be a fashion designer? So going against my father's wishes, getting locked out of the house, I became a fashion designer with the aid of a small loan from my mother. And um, that got me up and running. I opened my business. I had my first fashion show. The BBC did movies about me. I got fantastic publicity. I sold all over the world. Um, and then uh, I got married. I had three boys. And marriage wasn't going so well. So I decided to put an end to it and change husbands, countries, and careers and went to Spain. <laughs> <laughs> no. And when I got, I didn't speak Spanish. And my new guy, uh, French born, fluent speak, Spanish speaker, could speak Spanish. And I was in a, living in an area where people didn't speak English. So it's hard for the Irish to shut up. So I said to him, I'll, I'll learn Spanish while I fix up our house because he'd found this old townhouse that had been uh, some kind of office with partitions everywhere. So we hired an architect and I found myself drawing over the architect's drawings and telling him, no, you don't put the dining room at one end of the house and the eating room, the, the kitchen, the, the making of the food at another end. You know, I found myself drawing over and changing everything. And the day demolition started, it was like it was like a visitation. I, a sunbeam came in through these 14-foot-high shutters on an old square, caught the dust. There was this sunbeam, and it looked at it, and I thought, aha, I think I found my new career. So when my husband came home, I said, I'm actually going to do um, architectural interior design. And so I hung out my shingle as an architect and interior design, because you and um, within 24 hours, there was a knock on the door. This guy outside, good-looking Spaniard, who said, are you the English designer? No, I said, I'm the Irish designer. Well, he said, that's close enough. Would you design my pub for me? <laughs> that's how it all started. Wow. <laughs> what what an incredible now. story. So you just kind of hit the ground running and, and took off with it. So I it. hit the ground running. I actually hit the ground. I broke my foot on the first job and started my first project on crutches. Oh, goodness gracious. So you really did. So what brought you then to the States? Well, my, my husband's parents were quite old, and he decided he wanted to come to the States. I didn't want to go, but I followed eventually. And um, again, it was one of these very serendipitous moments. I was walking down Madison Avenue and I ran into a friend of mine. There was a poster called The Doors of Dublin, which had my original fashion house on it as one of the doors and my youngest son standing in the doorway. I ran into him and he said, oh, what are you doing? And I said, uh, I'm going to come back to live in New York. He said, what are you doing? Um, I said, well, I'm designing, designing residences and apartments and stuff like that. And I'm going to open an office in New York. And he said, would you design my home? And I said, but you've only seen the fashion I've designed. He said, I have, but I also was in your home. Would you design my home? So I started to design his home. He loved, he loved with what I was doing. And then he asked me to design his office. And the rest is history. 
Wow. So that's amazing. So how did you, because I think one of the things that I admire most about your approach to, to design is you have always really made it about a human experience and, and your spaces are, they are very biophilic where you're bringing the nature inside and, and you can't really tell where it starts and stops. And it has a, it really envelops you. So I really feel like you were a trailblazer in creating these sorts of environments. So did it come to you over time or was this something that you were always open to? Or Because, I mean, you do a lot of really cool things in your spaces. Well, I, I was brought up in the west of Ireland, downwardly mobile family. I was born in Oscar Wilde's country home. There was always a garden. There was always a view. And there were a, very, a lot of fireplaces. And... Um, we moved a lot, and I always like to be able to look out at the garden and to bring bring plants in and weave the outside with the inside. Um, and it just it just came naturally to me. I like to be comfortable. I like to be comfortable whether I'm in a disco or whether I'm in a whether I'm in a formal dining room. I design design in a sense to promote ease of self in other people ease of self that you don't feel like you're an alien in a room you walk into that it's that it embraces you that it hugs you mm. you know yeah know. it's the, the i mean and that's what i love about your creating experiences for humans i mean it's it's a very tactile sensory experience for them all the the spaces that you create and i think that that's why the idea of the sustainability and the biogeometry and even the, the dousing and everything that you do, it, you're not only focusing on the beauty of the space, but the feeling of the space and the energy of the space, the vibe that it has. Well, I call it the experience of space. So when we're working, we're just doing a new hotel now in the Cayman Islands. It's, we sit and talk about what you think it's going to feel like in this room. What is the feeling? What's the sensation you want when you're in it? We're not, we're not, it's not about design, it's about creating the experience and also creating a nostalgia in your client, whether it's a hotel or a home, that you, you, you bring it with you, you know, you remember where you've been with pleasure, creating that nostalgia. And we have a, we have a big team of lighting designers that we work with, not on, not on staff. We have actually three feng shui masters. We have a, a guy who works with biogeometry in Brazil. Alberto Amura, we've got Sarah Ross back, we've got Benjamin Huntington. They're all people who are, are deep into feng shui, um, resonant images, uh, the use of metals to bring in all the senses, address the senses, bring in all the elements and, and, and all the colors, the chakra colors in discrete ways. And that's why people feel good. So yeah. I started doing that, and I kind of did it automatically. So when I came to New York first, we found a loft, and I redid it for myself and my husband. Um, a woman walked in one day. She was a publisher, um, a friend of my stepdaughter who was, who was in publishing. And she said to me, did you do feng shui here? And I said, feng what? What are you talking about? <laughs> And she said, I'm publishing a book on feng shui. I think you two should meet. And then we met. And this is my, like, 84, I suppose. And uh, that's when I started using feng shui. Sarah and I immediately understood. I come from a country where 
you know, there's a lot of mysticism in Ireland, a lot of spirituality, um, a lot of things you should do and shouldn't do, which are very logical, although people think they're kind of woo-woo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we got on very well together. And um, I took it from there. And I feel that as a designer that, uh, that, that I have a team and in a sense or a kind of toolbox that I can draw the best of the best, whether it's on lighting, whether it's on lighting therapy, whether it's uh, color therapy. Um, we're, we're about to work on some sound therapy on the project. Um, I can just get the best of the best and weave them all in together. So every sense is addressed. And have you found that all of your clients are open to this? Or are you just at a point now where people know that if they're going to work with you, these are the modalities that you're going to use? In the beginning, um, it was a little difficult. I remember that I had a banker and he was so straight. I was just concerned. I didn't even mention the word feng shui. So I snuck in my feng shui master. And um, and she told me, in this case, Sarah Rosbach, she told me what to do and I did it. And um, didn't say a word to him, and he loved his place, and no problem. And then about two months later, um, a New York newspaper actually published an article on feng shui and on me generally as a designer. So what happens? The phone rings, and it's my client. He said, why didn't you use feng shui on me? Oh, gosh. (laughs) And I said, well, you know what? I did, but I didn't dare tell you. (laughs) (laughs) How interesting! So from then, so, so from then on, we, we so we've right, currently in our all our contracts. We're we are very in, wonderful guy Alberto Amor is flying in from Brazil to work on two multifamily buildings and to work on a couple of hotels we're working on, and the clients have totally bought into it. So it's just a part of the the process as far as all of your toolbox, we'll call them. Um, is just a part of the the, the design process and the human exactly, experience to, exactly. or to create that human experience for that's them. Exactly, that's exactly what it is, to make them feel comfortable and happy and easy in their bodies. Where you are influences how you feel. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I th- I'm so glad that you said that because I think that uh, especially when we're talking about the woo and I know that I get that here in Nashville that people because, you know, I'm in the Bible Belt. There's a lot of religion here. And so a lot of times people will think that it is superstition or that it's something to be mm-hmm. feared. And, and it's it's really about creating this amazing environment that really supports you. And it's really all about just creating the right energy within the space so that exactly exactly i call it a and these hug. are the people these are the people who pray to an, you know to an invisible god and believe in an invisible god you know mm. so it's um you know it's the energy surrounding us is capturing the good energy surrounding us and bringing it in i think there's a certain holiness about it you know that you're you're creating sanctuaries for people where they feel safe and happy yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, and that's a great way to put it that they're, you know, praying to, um, it, it could be anything, it could be a deity, it could be a god, it could be to many gods. Um, it's it's just a basically a, a different way to frame it. It's a different way. Exactly. It's a different frame way to frame it. But what's beautiful about it, it's all inclusive. Energy is all cl- inclusive. There's no such thing as an inanimate object. Everything speaks to you. And, and you know the world we move around in the air everything everything we're working with it's uh, there's a unity about it 
Mm, I love that. So tell us, take us through the process of uh, a client coming to you and you start to put together and formulate. Where do you find inspiration and what is, how does a design project unfold for you? That's a big question. <laughs> it is a big question. <laughs> well, the most, the first thing we do is we try to find out about what, what who we're designing for. It, it could be a brand, a hotel brand, or it could be a, an individual human being, or it could be a couple. So we do intensive interviews. We try to find out what made people happy, what's making them happy now. Um, you know, what they, what they need in terms of wellness. You know, with a hotel, it's very easy because it, it's just the same for everybody. But with an individual client, you just write down what they need. For instance, you, sometimes you find that there's respiratory problems in a family and, you you know, you use some of your your textures and, you know, and, and, uh, so they're not, you know, so they're not dusty. They can't have anything that collects dust, you know. So... We're working all the time anyway, as, as best we can, with an environmentally sound materiality. Um, but we find out what people what we find out what people want. We have a really long list. We usually write it before we design it. Um, I'm just doing a hotel right now, and I wrote a long text about what I felt each place in the hotel might feel like. Um, and people relate to words sometimes more than they relate to a huge amount of images on a, on a board. But what we do is we have the words and then we have, and then we have the images, but first the words. It's like when you, re, you know, when you go to see the, the movie of the book, <laughs> it's not always what you expected uh, to see. Yeah. It, words conjure up a whole plethora of images, whereas an image conjures up that image and nothing else usually. I love that. Not. It, 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 you really are creating a, an experience, though, because I feel like words can, I mean, sometimes they can get in the way, but it, it really creates that sensory to where you can, it's like telling a story or it's lighting up your imagination, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Lighting up your imagination is a perfect phrase for that. And also, we act like good travel guides. The client has decided what country they want to visit, new house, new apartment, new hotel, or what have you. No, uh, very sometimes very established brands, and our job is to address all that and acknowledge what has gone on before, and then, as any good travel guide, lead them to places that they mightn't have thought of going to. Do you have a? I mean, you've had a very amazing career, and you've done a lot of different projects. Have you found that there is a certain kind of space that you love to design or have you loved all of it? I tackle every job I, that I'm working on with the same passion and dedication. I don't, it's like, uh, it's like, you know, I don't, I don't say I like one of my children better than the other <laughs> child, you know, I understand that. So, You've been, you have been licensed with a lot of really great companies and you've really expanded your brand in the last decade or so. What has been the best business advice that you've ever received? I, I feel like, especially in the interior design world, uh, and maybe creatives in general, 
you know, they're all about the result and the, the creative part and the, the art that they're creating that they don't really focus so much on the business side of that. And that's just as important. So has there been any advice along the way that you've gotten that has just like rocked your world? Well, I remember Jack Leonard Larson said to me early on, Jack Leonard Larson, the wonderful textile designer, he said to me very early on, don't take on a project unless you can make it wonderful or make a lot of money out of it. <laughs> and I sometimes put that in front of me. But I, and I, and I always think of things as a challenge, you know, as a, it's in a sense that you're opening up a road. So, um, I, you know, we've learned as we go through our business to count our hours and be careful. But... Um, but I think just not to hold back anything. And, you know, I, I sometimes I get a message in my head and a message came to me the other day. Just make every step of your life a happy meditation. Oh, and, I, and I was thinking about Thaynat Han, the wonderful Buddhist monk, you know. And I was doing a was I suddenly started doing a washing up meditation. <laughs> So that brings up a, a great question that I have for you. I mean, you, um, you, your practices out of New York, what are some of the self-care practices that you do to stay grounded and to, you know, really keep your energy as best as possible being in such an active area? Well, the best way I can take care of myself, I find, is, is uh, I try to give everything I have to my family, you know, my time and my love. And to, to and keep keep our um, wellness in the workplace in, in the forefront in our studio. And then for myself, it's uh, it's laughing. <laughs> I'm Irish. Joke telling. Um, it's taking care of me. Um, I meditate. I I uh, I have a trainer. I'm I'm a really good cook. I'm strictly vegan for years now, for 22 years, and vegetarian for 40-something. And, and every time I give up something, I get get more healthy. And um, I, 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 traveling, I've been in over 100 countries. I find that traveling is a huge energizer. Um, it's connecting with different cultures from different countries and seeing how they work and how they run their lives and and it's all it's all grist to my mill. I added add that into what I do. You know, my mind is a. I mean, I have an inner video that would take somebody two hundred years to look at. <laughs> you know, being in the desert in Abu Dhabi, you know, or you know, at Angkor Wat at sunrise, you know, and stuff like that. It's. Uh, that, that, that for me is taking care of myself. Do you limit the amount of work that you take on? Do you have like so many projects that you'll do in a year or what does that typically look like for you? Well, we have a staff, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's 25 of us. So uh, we take on quite a lot of projects. We also have four studio dogs. We don't call them, um, what are they called? <laughs> Support dogs. But they actually are. <laughs> no. um, so, but a lot of the, for instance, a lot of our licensing projects are in place already. So we're just coming up with new stuff. 
um, you know, so we we very rarely say no. Very well, rarely say that's no. That's very encouraging. I mean, 25 employees, I mean, that's fantastic considering that, you know, you include all of these amazing healing modalities in your practice and, and the, the type of design that you do. Um, it just proves that there is a world out there that is craving it, wants it, needs it, and, you know, wants this type of environment. They really do. And, you know, the Spanish have a saying, tell me who you walk with, and I will tell you who you are. And I also was born in Oscar Wilde's country home, and Oscar has the quote, I'm the simplest of persons, I only like the best. So I surround myself with people who are incredible consultants who can come in and set the whole table on fire with their new ideas. I, we've been working with Lighting Science Group, who's got technology that echoes the circadian rhythm in lighting. We're constantly, constantly researching. Uh, you know, I mean, if you want to know what has me jumping up and down, I, I recently found that they make um, drinking straws or other seaweed so you can drink your drink and then eat your straw rather than flutter the ocean. <laughs> Love that. And that's the kind of thing. Or they've also got a sandwich wrap that you can eat your sandwich and then eat the wrap, you know? Mm. So stuff like that. We're constantly researching to find out and then share it with our clients. So what do you do if a client comes to you and wants all this amazingness and can't afford it? Well, that it's not about uh, it's not about the price of things. It's about um, you can actually make a very inexpensive material look fabulous. It's about volume and it's about volumes and lighting and space and how you handle things. I mean, whether you're going to, whether you're going from IKEA or Holly Hunt or you know fine artist. I started doing art consulting three years ago. Um, and I know I can find really good art uh, uh, for very little money. I can also find really good art for an awful lot of money. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, really, uh, it's really, again, Oscar Wilde talks about a character who knew the price of everything and the value of nothing. For me, it's about perceived value that a really simple building material can look absolutely astounding when it's used out of context. Mm. So it's really about you know, the way that you you approach it and the, the almost the idea of thinking outside the box, literally. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So how do you typically experience a space? Uh, do you mean when I see it first? Yeah. What are, for example, if you go someplace in New York that... Um, you know, we've all been in those places that just don't feel good. You can kind of feel it in your gut, in your solar plexus. And then we've all been to that home, which kind of like the the uh, gal ha who had come to your house and asked you if you had had your home feng shuied. There's a feeling around it um, that feels really good. And I feel like not everybody takes the time to really pay attention to that because um, it really is a sensory experience. It's, you know, about seeing what all the design details are looking at the lighting enjoying the sound the smells all of that so i'm just curious about when you go to a space how do you w when you first walk in how do you really experience and kind of absorb that space 
I, I try to feel it before I analyze it. I don't try, actually. I feel it before I start to analyze it. Oh. I, I, I walk in, you know, I almost know when I walk in the door or when I'm outside the door. If it feels good or if it's going to feel bad. Exactly, exactly. Interesting. I love that. Well, Clodagh, we are up at 30 minutes here. I don't want to take any more of your time. I want to thank you for coming on the show today. If people are interested in learning more about you and your design team and all the amazingness that you're doing, where can they find you? Uh, Clodagh.com. And that is C-L-O-D-A-G-H, correct? A-G-H, yeah. Great, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And do you have any uh, new things that are about... I know when um, I started talking with uh, Emily, you had just launched your faucet collection with Speakman. Uh, oh, yeah. We've, we've just launched a faucet collection with Speakman. We're very excited about it. It's really simple and very kind to the hand because I don't think bathroom faucets sh should be overexciting. <laughs> no. I, I think, again, I'm always quoting the Shaker woman, Anne Lee, who said, if, don't make some, something unless it can be useful, but if it can be useful and needful, do not hesitate to make it beautiful. Oh, great quote. So, so yes, it is. Yeah, it's, it's Anne Lee, the Shaker, it's Shaker saying. And... Um, that's the way we approach our uh, our licensing as well. Our rug, our rugs are grounding. Our lights are lighting. You know, <laughs> and they're all beautiful. So, so much of us is so much of us inspired by nature. Our, we we have a collection we call our primitive collection, where where it's inspired by the palm trees and on an island that I saw where the leaves fall off and leave grooves. So that's a we primitive tables. We've got a collection at Restoration Hardware of um, of uh, outdoor lounges and tables. Um, we have a collection with Fieldu, F-I-L-D-O-U-X, of uh, very user-friendly fabrics. The um, Nomad collection, right? That's right, yeah. And, it, and it's inspired by my travels. Actually, I think everything, a lot of my life is inspired by moving around, by traveling. Um, the colors in Tibet, for instance, were very inspirational. I had an amazing trip to Tibet. Um, so, trying to think who else. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I, she has so many, she's forgetting them all. <laughs> no, no. But uh, it's, they're all on my website. And you can find on my website, yeah. Cloda.com, uh, and that's C L O D A G H. C L O G is in G is in great, and H is in Harry. Perfect. Well, thank you again, Cloda, for saying yes to this. Thank you to Emily for getting all this set up for us so that we could do this today. And I appreciate that you took the time to sit down and chat with me today about interior design and feng shui and all of this amazing energy stuff. Well, we're here in New York, and uh, if anybody wants to get hold of me, let me know. <laughs> hey, I may take you up on that. When I, I was actually in New York in uh, December, my uh, husband's family lives there. And so the next time I'm in New York, I may call you up and, and see if we can get together for lunch or something. 
I would love that. Come on over. That Come would to be the fantastic. studio. Oh, yeah. I would love it. I'd love it. Well, thank you okay. again. Well, I blessings. appreciate it. And yes. thank you. Many blessings to you, too. Okay. Bye-bye. There is a Chinese proverb that says, the way you do one thing is the way you do all things. If you are eating great food, exercising, practicing meditation, maybe even incorporating mindfulness and all sorts of other holistic things in your life, and then claiming that you're living a natural life, you're lying to yourself. And you're missing the biggest piece of the puzzle, your home. Your home and her energy matters. Change how you think about your home and get acquainted with her details. How does she feel? How does she look? How does she smell? Is she truly an experience or just a roof over your head? Cloda is an expert at this philosophy and changed everything for me. Because of her and her book, Total Design, I learned more about this idea of bringing these two modalities of energy and home together in a sinuous way. And without that, I may have never created this business. Because of her, I am able to create designs that are energy aligned to help you get the home and life you've always dreamed of. And for that, for her, I am forever grateful. I want to thank you for listening to the show today. I'm your host, Amanda Gates, and you've been listening to Home Energy Design. If you like the show, go on over to iTunes and subscribe. You can find more information. Oh, and show notes. I keep forgetting to mention the show notes. They are found on our website. You can find the show notes on our website at gatesinteriordesign.com and just click on the button for podcasts. If you want to reach out to us, you can find us at Let's Chat at thegatescompany.com. All right, everyone, trust the vibe because the energy never lies.